going to be glad to know that they're going to release action figures of Rob Zombie's monsters. Mm. Yep. I used to blow up G.I. Joe's with firecrackers. I may have to get back into that. <laughs> you want to relive your childhood? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I watched several almost exclusively watched terrible movies the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Every one of them I watched probably worse than the last and monster i made it through all of them all the way through monsters that, that was defeated it. me oh dear it was like you know you you pay to wrestle some guy at the state fair if you can last you know a minute or three minutes or whatever you win a hundred dollars yeah and the guy just comes out throws you down sits on your head yeah that's what the monsters did <laughs> I, I thought I was about halfway through, and I clicked the little timer. 30 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes. Me too. And it was just like, oh my God, this has got so much time left. The first time Emily got up to use, use the toilet, and she said, don't bother to pause it. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> so I checked how much time it was, and it's like, oh my God, this thing's long. I used to always make sure I paused it. <laughs> Eugenia asked. Just not to pause it rewound it a little or so you can get back yeah. into it yeah i backed it up for you did i ever tell you that i have that same thing with entertainment tonight yes the local news gets over and then it starts the real news starts yeah and it's like it just comes flying at at, at your face so fast and furious it's it's just like Okay, 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 okay. We got that guy, this one, this one, this couple. This one's breaking up. There's a scandal over here. There's a, okay, 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 okay. Fine. And then I look up thinking this has got to be like halfway, maybe it's a half hour show. It's got to be 15 or 20 minutes over with. And I look and it's six minutes. <laughs> and they've covered like 73 different celebrities and all their scandals mm -hmm. and triumphs. And Only a fraction of whom you recognize uh, yeah there's a lot of a lot of celebrities that i don't recognize at all and so i i kind of wonder like did this really start back in the days of mtv when we were warned that it was shortening our attention spans that you couldn't count to three before there was an edit it was an edit every two point something seconds mm. if you tried to watch a, a, a music video and the same thing started happening with tv commercials like you couldn't count to three before there was a they switched it to something to something to something and now it's like i think they've turned it into an absolute art form um they speed up tv shows not only do they cut them down more when mm -hmm. they put them in syndication they speed them up now to yeah uh, you know 
get more ads in. So it all looks like a World War II film. So if you watch, <laughs> yeah, if you watch uh, like Seinfeld or something, the timing is now off. Weird. Yeah, um, it's it's awful. That that's really strange. Should we intro this thing? What thing? What were we talking about? No, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna put out one of those podcasts that's so popular now. Are those still going? Yeah, it was like a 2004 thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah, iPods Which was like a different decade. Well, uh, tonight's episode is sponsored by Rob Zombie's The Monsters. <laughs> Ooh, you'll yeah. die laughing. Yeah, Rob Zombie's you'll, Men. You'll choke on your vegan dog. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, you are listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we'll talk about some recently watched, which we will try not to spoil, uh, except for maybe in the case of Rob Zombie's Monsters. Um, You've got a show coming up. Yeah, I do. I will be able to talk about that, too. Um and we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find the music digitally on Amazon or... Is it Amazon? Uh, Amazon or Amazon, I believe, anymore. Yeah, Amazon. Uh, <laughs> uh, or Apple. Spotify, maybe? I don't know. Apple Music. Do they have music still? You can find it on Amazon or Apple Music where you can buy it digitally or say hello to them on Facebook. You can find Facebook. it on LimeWire. Yeah, or uh, Napster. <laughs> Napster. <laughs> or you could get it for free. Play it in the Win app. <laughs> That's right. You could burn it to a disc. Take a, it, a what? No, yeah, you could put it in your Discman and go for a jog. A Discman? Yes. Seems a bit sexist. Or say hello to them on Facebook where they are the Moon Dash Rays. There, I got through it. <laughs> uh, so we're not professional critics. We're your hosts. I'm or Richard. We're professional podcasters. We're not professional anything. I'm Richard. I'm here with Jolian. Hello. And Will. Hello. So, guys. The Monsters. (laughs) Should we just get right into it? Yeah, just dig into it. People want to know what we thought about Rob Rob Zombie's The Monsters from Hell. Guard your grill. We're coming at you. (laughs) Three Monsters from Hell. (laughs) You know, we were fearing, dreading that he was going to do the white trash cantankerous vulgar the monsters <laughs> you wish I, he had <laughs> i find myself wishing he had wouldn't that have been better no instead he somehow wrote this script back in the 90s and saved it for 30 plus years did he want sid Haig to be grandpa yeah oh yeah i'm sure yeah. he had to have right uh i i would love to have seen that maybe he should have just cgi'd him in i mean it wouldn't have Worsened the film at all, would it? Especially if it was real obvious it was CG. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Tarkin from the Star Wars catastrophe, whatever that one yeah. was. Yeah. 12, wow. 11, yeah, Rogue. I, I quit counting. Clone Wars. I don't know. Rogue Wars. Rogue Wars. Rouge. Yes. Rouge yeah. one. That's everybody <laughs> typed it on the internet. Yes. People are morons. People are. <laughs> so... Since we did this last, um, and you know, without without going into any uh, behind the curtain stuff, we haven't really gotten together and recorded in a little while because we have a couple of them in the bank. But uh, it is October, and yes. we're all feeling the Halloweenies. You know, uh-huh. we're feeling our Halloweens, and uh, I gotta say, um, should have decorated by now. Yeah. Um... By the time this drops, I mean this will be meaningless, but. 
you know, we're October 9th or whatever, 8th or 9th. Uh, I believe it's the 9th. Yeah, I should have decorated by now. Yeah, you should have decorated sometime in the middle of September, according <laughs> to all the people in my neighborhood. Yeah. Sometime near the middle of August, if you went by Walgreens timing. Yeah, they're shoving all of the Halloween stuff into one small section and bringing Christmas Clarence, out. Yeah, it's mm. Christmas. Ugh. Just stop it, Santa. They should just keep the Christmas stuff up all year. Maybe you just have a Christmas section of every big box store mm-hmm. and leave it there. I mean, even even Family Dollar, they're just like, nope, we're done. Halloween's over. It hasn't happened for three weeks yet, but it's over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. If you were going to get a costume or some candy, you, you should have done it by now. So, Slacking. Yep. You've still got a show coming up. Yeah, we do have a show coming up. Uh, um, the Rob Zombie Fest, right? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I would, Rob Fest? I would love that. No, um, at the Stanley Hotel, Bruce Fest is coming really back for a second year. Stanley Fest. Yeah, and you get know, someone named Stanley. It would be confusing. Wouldn't it? Richard Stanley, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe people named Stanley show sure. up. You could do that. Well, there is a Stan Laurel Fest in his hometown in Northern England. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, this is going to be a weekend where Bruce Campbell, and as it turns out this time around, Ted Ramey is going to be there wow. as well. Uh, so it's the first weekend of December. So he squeezed into movies. Now he's squeezing into conventions. Oh, Ted! Ted shows up. At... <laughs> I'm sorry. Was yeah. that too mean? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he was in Evil Dead too. Yeah, he's, it's no, fine. He was in Hercules, and probably the only good part of that show anymore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's going to be happening. I'll be one of the vendors at Smart, which is what they've called the vendors hall. So that'll be whatever Saturday date that is that first weekend of December. I'll be there selling my stuff up at the Stanley Hotel here in Colorado. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's it's the actual overlook as far as Stephen King is concerned. So what he based Pet Cemetery on, correct? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and I'll have uh, the nudes from Dick Halloran's room. Does Clive Barker have a hotel? <laughs> Clive Barker should. You know? Yeah. I don't know if I want to stay there, but... Maybe not. So we're a few minutes in and we haven't said anything about recently watched. Anyone want to kick it off? Uh, yeah. Will, other than uh. the Munsters, which will, let's, let's, let's pile on that one all at once, but talk about some other recently all watched. All right. I, I've watched some bad things, some real <laughs> bad things. I had no internet, so I had to find things that I either had. VHS. Or, yeah. <laughs> that I hadn't gotten around to watching. Um, turned out it was century length's problem not mine oh but you know it would have been nice if they could have said something uh anyway i watched something because it was based in colorado mm-hmm. uh starring jim carrey okay what was it and alan thick Ooh, really? and it was produced by a hotel and a club mad at Copper Mountain. Uh, Why? Wow, and it was called Copper Mountain. Really? And it was god-awful. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, Jim Carrey runs around doing really bad impersonations all the time. 
His big complaint is that he can't act like himself around women, so he constantly gets rejected. Alan Thicke, who appears to be a good 20 years older than Jim Carrey, so it adds a weirdness to their friendship. He's just a total horn dog there to get Jim Carrey laid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's disturbing. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a big, long advertisement with a bunch of bad impersonations, as I said. Several local bands. Well, they're not really local bands. They're actually washed-up 70s uh, musicians play uh, Clearwater Revivals covers. Uh, They play Lodi twice. Wow. I don't know why. And you have to sit through it all the way through both times because they're just filling time. Um, The movie just kind of ends after both Alan Thicke and Jim Carrey basically learn that lying or acting like a douchebag will get you what you want and then it just ends i don't think we see but maybe two minutes of skiing but you see about 45 minutes of shitty bands wow that is just weird yeah uh the monsters was worse (laughs) this thing looked like it was on video but somebody had copied at some point. Hmm. So uh, the monsters is still worse. What did they call that? What they used to do where they would point a film camera at a TV monitor? It was a tele... It was something stupid. But that's why some of those... Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, why those old... Uh, Twilight Zone? Kinetoscope yeah. things. Kinescope. Yeah. I think that's what it Kinescope, was. Kinescope, yeah. Yeah, they would... Because uh, they didn't have a way to record. Right. Uh, so they Like f- videotapes, so... Yeah, they filmed it and then sent the film to other markets. Yeah. Kind of weird, but it worked. Yeah, it's like they, you know, invented the can before the can opener. Right. You'd think they'd go hand in hand, but... Right. So what else uh, on the wish? Since I hadn't watched it in the 27 years since it came out, and it was available... I said, why the hell not? <laughs> Superhero films are popular. I'll watch Batman forever. Oh. oh. Okay. Did wow. It, did, it, did it feel like it, it took forever to get through it? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, still better than the monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the brightest lit movie till the monsters. Um, wow. It is a... Is that along with... Uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Uh, no, is that the is the one with the, the Riddler, Riddler. Okay. and Two-Face. I like that one. Jim Carrey. Rewatch it. Yeah. Actually, I, I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. Actually, it's it's glorious. And yeah. I wish that Batman Rises had had Nolan drop out and they don't announce it. And they bring <laughs> Schumacher in and don't announce it. And then just make it the most colorful, campy thing you've mm-hmm. ever seen. So... Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was, it was so wild. I love the Rick Baker stuff. It oh, yeah. Nuts. I didn't like the, the one after that. With no, Mr. the one Freeze. after it, I think, went so a little too far. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that one I thought, that was that was fun. And, uh, when, you know, Batman's been camp for much longer than he's been. Oh, there. certainly. You know, I remember, and I think Richard and I were talking about this, how, 
like the first Batman comic you read in the 80s, at least he and I, or the 70s, Batman was dark, and you were mm-hmm. like, what is this? Why is this guy? Who is this? And then the then the uh, the Burton film was, you know, at least when I first saw it, it was like, oh, finally Batman's dark in a, in a movie. And now I wish he'd go back the other way. Yeah. Uh, when the Riddler and Two-Face are sharing this brain-sucking drug or brain-sucking machine, it's like they're both doing drugs, and it's... <laughs> It's pretty homoerotic. <laughs> you know, I've heard, yeah, I, I've heard some analysis of that movie, and I and I kind of have to rewatch it in order to weigh in on that idea. But um, I think the director kind of did that on purpose. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, it, that's what I've heard. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. Just, just awful and wonderful. It's the awfulsome. First- it's the first time that uh, Batman got nipples, right? No, it was the next one. No, was it the next, the next one? one? But you do get a big shot of badass. Not <laughs> yes. bad, but bat. <laughs> bat ass bad on the ass. screen, which I remember, you know. Uh, one of the few scenes I do remember from 27 years ago. Yeah. It was like recalling a weird dream he had. Is, is it where he yanks his pants up while getting costumed? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. They, I think he's putting his belt on. Yeah. So they got it all zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And, uh, uh, Nicole Kidman plays, like, the most unethical psychotherapist ever. <laughs> 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 Who's just horny for Batman, basically. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, and then I watched something from, um... Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. always good. <laughs> a newly restored, remastered, <laughs> looks beautiful copy of Blood Harvest. Oh, oh interesting. You know Blood Harvest. <laughs> and I mentioned Blood Harvest yeah. to you, Tiny Tim. Yeah. Tiny Tim plays a murderous clown. Right. Uh, it was directed by Bill Rabane. Yeah. Who directed uh, John Spider? Giant Spider Invasion and a couple others. I can't. Oh remember yeah, he right did now. a whole bunch of Wisconsin things. Devin, yes, Devonsville Terror. Yes, he is a a true Wisconsinite. He's so it's a regional horror film that yeah. I love. Um, it's by Bill Rebane. He's uh, terrible <laughs> and idiosyncratic. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that I like. This movie involves, as I said, a killer clown. Um, our uh, final girl is named Jill, I believe. And she comes home from college to her little town in Wisconsin. and uh, As opposed to the big city. Yeah, of, of Milwaukee. <laughs> or Madison, I suppose. Uh and uh, she finds out her parents are missing, and somebody's graffitied her her house, her parents' house, with I'm guessing it's supposed to be blood, but red paint that just says you know die and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the door's been kicked in, or no, she opens the door and there's an effigy hanging there with an arrow through it. She calls the cops, but then she proceeds to just act like uh, it's a normal day. <laughs> She meets up with the guy who's, I guess, the next door neighbor who was kind of boyfriend in high school, maybe 
briefly, but mostly he liked her and she liked him as a friend. Uh, Ooh, friend zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it so terrible to have a friend, I always wondered? Yeah. Like, it'll hurt you. It'll hurt you having another friend. Who wants another friend? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but when, but once you put yourself out there and express your interests, and then you oh well, then it's shot. Yeah, you know, then it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. You get all sorts of creeps. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should make a movie about this. They should. Uh, anyway, uh, I recommend Blood Harvest, yeah. the vit- Vinegar Syndrome copy, because it was shot in the '80s, but it looks like it was shot yesterday, which adds mm. even more surrealism to it because you feel like wow they've really got it looking like 1984 or 5 or whenever the hell this thing was made just like Ms. 45 Uh uh-huh and then you realize oh shit yeah no tiny tim's been dead since the 90s i believe Mm -hmm. um yeah i I like how you get he gets in actors like buck flower and tiny (laughs) tim but uh i like all the like just friends and neighbors that he gets in they always seem so sweet Yes, yeah. it's like they don't belong in a horror movie. They just seem nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody seems really nice and kind of, at most, sort of put out by the <laughs> by, terror by the, going spider on. Invasion. Yeah, like oh, I have to deal with this. It's Sunday. Oh heck. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and then I will save the others for another episode. Okay, because I've talked enough. Eh. What about you, Julian? Uh, well, in uh, terms of shows coming up, the Japanese Cultural Society is doing a interactive Halloween thing on a Japanese-American theme at uh, Sakura Square downtown. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, the uh, as as you guessed, it was um, it's the story of intergenerational conflict amongst Japanese Americans. Yes, <laughs> that um, old Halloween tale. Um, and. Uh, yeah, we, we just joke about it because every Japanese-American novel has to be about that. It's like yes. publishers aren't interested. In, they, oh. They're trying to get other stories out there, but the publishers are like, no, we just want to no, hear about intergenerational no. Um So, so the, the third-generation woman does manga, so I'm draw, drawing her manga for the, oh, the cool. event. That's cool. And then the uh, genre-line documentary is, keeps going out there and it's played, um, so it was at the Fantastic, Fantasia Festival in Canada a month or two ago. It premiered, went to London, and uh, went to Salzburg. And uh, tomorrow, as we record, it's going to play at Sitges in Spain. Okay. Um, which uh, I'm really happy about because I used to read about that the Sitges Fantastic Film Festival when I was a kid, and you know, yeah. it, was in, it was in House of Hammer magazine and. They have oh, all these reviews yeah. from there. And yeah, it looks really cool. And they're showing a bunch of old Spanish movies there. It's oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'd love to be there. Yeah. Um, and I've got a whole bunch of books I worked on came out this month, I guess, because it's Halloween. So, like, uh, three books about um, monsters sighted in the Old West. Um, a book of uh, unmade King Kong projects. They brought out this big hardback color oh. edition updated needs more updating because stuff has come to light since they oh. published it oh man like there's this 
um, Korean Kong variant called Wang Magui. Okay. Uh, which is actually coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. By cool. the end of the year. So that, that one's been out of sight for decades. Oh. You, you couldn't see it outside of Korean film festivals for the longest time. Um, and then uh, and then this uh, omnibus edition of the Razorblades series from uh, James Tinian IV, um, which I got a story in. Nice. Um, I just got that, my copy this week. Anyway, uh, I also did um, Mono Macabro is doing a box set of Bollywood horror. Oh, films um i think it's been rescheduled for december um they were hoping for halloween um, but it'll have to be christmas instead yeah <laughs> so uh I, I watched a bunch of bollywood horror nice um and uh telugu horror and so on to to get in the frame of mind for it uh so i'll run through these all right uh alphabetical order boot boot means ghost Okay. Uh, this comes from 2003. This is directed by Rangal Pahal Varma, who di- directed Rat. Uh, Rat means night, I think. Um, but he's really good. I mean, he's a, objectively a good director. Uh, this is new generation horror. This is a Telugu film as opposed to Bollywood. Um, there's no songs or comedy breaks in it. Oh, uh, weird. Um, couple moves into a haunted apartment. Scares ensue, including a nightmarish trip to see Spider-Man. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it goes terribly wrong. Or oh, gets terribly weird, I should say. Um, Yuppie is haunted by working class as much as the undead. Uh, second half is like the changeling where it goes from being a series of scares into an investigation about the tragedies that happened oh, okay. at this location. Uh, feature, features this actor named uh, Rekha, who's, um, she's been acting since 1958, tons of stuff. And uh, an actor named Victor Banerjee, who was in Passage to India. So it's got a good cast. Uh, that's Boot, B-H-O-O-T. Oh, okay. Um, and I saw um, a couple of the worst Dracula films I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> what were they? Just let that circle <laughs> on your mind. Yeah. So one was just called Dracula from 1999. It's directed by Busan Lal. Um, this is 91 Minutes. Uh, six escaped male convicts and a girl gang looking for a snake jewel run into a Dracula. A Dracula. A Dracula. Uh, you get this newspaper headline which says, Dead snake charmer found in graveyard. It is said that Dracula killed him. Sounds, sounds you know, plausible. Um, actor named Sapna turns up half an hour in to do a snake dance. She's known for taking off a lot of clothes. Mm. Um, uh there's Evil Dead branches. <laughs> they love Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a huge influence in Asian horror because it showed how you could do an effective horror movie cheaply. Nice. Right. So big influence in Hong Kong, in India as well. Uh, Evil Dead 2 artwork is just flat out used during the credits. They have the skull head. Um, <laughs> vampire fangs are literally those plastic ones you get in novelty shops with the tinges. Uh, wow. No dressing up at all. It's just that's crazy. Stick them in. Even lower budget than the Ramsey brothers. Um, same wolf howl sound effects you get in all of them. Same stock footage lightning. Uh, in nine riveting scenes, Dracula sings a disco song while women clutch at their hair. Just goes on for a couple of minutes. There's hmm. a disco song going and then clutching their hair on camera. And <laughs> it's oh, no. Amazing. Uh, Gerai, which means the depths from 1980. This is another good one. Uh, 
This is directed by Runa Raji and her then-husband Vikas Desai. Uh, this is a really restrained story of a seemingly possessed girl with authentic-looking exorcisms by a chain of charlatans and abusers. Um, you see this wad of cash being handed over in front of the poor girl. Mm. Uh, there's no special effects. It's all sound and performance. Mm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty serious and <laughs> grim. Yeah. Garahi. Um, Hachiarin uh, from 1991. This is directed by Vino Talwar. Uh, Hachiarin is the uh, name of a woman played by Jimuni who fetches virgin brides for this tantric. This uh, Tantric is this sort of wild sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Um, can be a hero, is often a villain. Um, he's always this hairy guy with amazing eyebrows. Uh, the bridegroom finds the marital bed occupied by a mucky zombie when, he, when he pulls back the curtain. A monkey zombie. A monkey zombie. Very nice. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the bride is being held up by evil dead branches over the tantric's grave and bled out. Uh, you get zombies, an evil doll. Yeah, they'll do that too. Uh, child trampling as a shock monkey. Oh. As a, you know, instead of a catapult cat, as a shock monkey. Uh, there's crotch, crotch grabbing as a zombie witch. Random pistol noises for some reason. There's always the sound of a pistol being fired. Just plays over a scene over and over. Um, there's a chest burst, a strangle hand. Oh. Uh, there's death by ceiling fan. Okay, I've yeah. seen that a couple times. Uh, that's Hachiarin. Uh, House number thirteen. This is directed by Baby. 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 It's from 1991. Uh, this is Poltergeist, but with a witch. Uh, there's a nicely done mirror gag. The editing is really well done. Um, grandfather is killed by La Gioconda. So he's got the, the Mona Lisa above his bed. And her eyes like light up and her hair comes to life and comes out and strangles him. Ooh. <laughs> I thought, I've never seen that before. No. <laughs> uh, and usually the film goes quiet at suspenseful moments. Because um, like uh, these 80s, 90s, Bollywood films, loud, loud, loud. All the time, there's this constant barrage of music and sound effects and screaming. Because these these are like having to play with noisy audiences, I guess. Yeah, probably. Um, they don't do them that way anymore. Um, Janoon, which is Obsession, 1982, Mahash Bhatt. This is a weird tiger version of American Werewolf Ooh. and Cat People. Um, you get transformation effects done by Ken Diaz. Uh, a hunter named Vikram falls into a weird tiger curse. Um, he's different to the guy from American Werewolf in that he's a jerk from the start and he just gets worse. <laughs> he's, he's not like a nice, likable guy. Um, he even murders an elderly hospital patient before he transforms about an hour and three songs in. Um, they redo the swimming pool scene from Cat People. There's music from Psycho. Um like yeah. blatantly robbed from oh yeah just okay. american cat people in M- mumbai <laughs> yeah um yeah not i uh, didn't like that one oh. uh Karampucha, which means a black cat from 1981 this is another one directed by baby sometimes sometimes known as ag baby um this is a malayalam uh film so it's from southwest india and oh, okay. uh, this is a so malayalam version of the car um, you got Christian you wheels. <laughs> um, so you got Christian characters in this one, which is unusual. Um, you got this old Chrysler possessed by a witch ghost with a black cat. In life, she was a mother hitching a lift to a doctor for a sick child who was then raped and murdered. Uh, spirits lurk in banyan trees, like in Thailand and Indonesia. 
Um, banyan trees are associated with being um, doorways between the war, worlds. worlds. Um, you get music cues straight out of Amityville Horror, and you've got a showdown between the car and a priest at the climax. Um, no, no, no. It should be a car and a truck. <laughs> Kafan, which means shroud from 1990. Uh, as with much of Hindustani horror, the story is triggered by a rape. Uh, Kali Colt gives the victim powers for revenge, and she leaves a shroud over each body. And this one has music cues from Predator. Huh. Uh, Cooney Dracula. This is the other Dracula one. Cooney Dracula means deadly Dracula. Mm. Oh. Because there's... Other kinds? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not so deadly Draculas? Yeah, the ones who like, do breakfast cereal and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. The... Uh, this is from 1992. This is Haranam Singh, who also directed it and wrote the screenplay and stars in it. Um, mm. This is a vampire in a huge hat. This looks like this nine-year-old is dressed up as Fields from the Nephilim. Um, <laughs> it's this massive hat, um, and he stalks disco dancing ladies. Uh, if he bows, his hat falls off. It's just ridiculously impractical. Um, but he has a rocking theme song. Uh, oh, okay. Mondo Macabro calls it appalling, no-budget, rubbish, rock-bottom horror. And you agree? Yeah. Um, like the 1999 Dracula, this vampire will attack in a swimming pool. Uh, more stock lightning. <laughs> I could go on. So as bad as Dracula 3D. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, that classic. That classic. Uh, Kunipanja, which means deadly claw. This is another one from Vina Talwa. It's about a witch with a severed hand who turns women into demons. Uh, that old story? You've got a comedian, comedian named Jagdeep. He's in several of these. He does another Michael Jackson bit. Um... The witch can become a giant, and she turns her hand into a blanket, which recreates the raft scene from Creepshow 2. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> Hundred Days. This is directed by Partha Ghosh. This is a remake of Lucio Fulci's The Psychic. A woman gets visions of murder and corpse concealment. Uh, you've got a very tiresome comedian in this. <laughs> Several repeats of the murder eat up screen time. Uh, Piranha Mandir. This is a classic... That uh, means uh, Old Temple. This is from 1984. It's directed by the, the, the Ramsey brothers. Um, Tulsi and Shyam Ramsey. Basically, they were the name of Indian horror. You know, they got it all going in the 80s. Mm, okay. There have been a few horror movies before them, but they were very restrained and there's very few of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this is about a family cursed by this demon named Samri, who's played by Ajay Agwal, who's got this amazing skull structure. He looks great. Um, oh. he's, he's been in a few of these. Um, this was budgeted at $6,000, um, so it did really well for them. Uh, could have done without at least two of the subplots featuring Jagdeep, the comedian. Uh, one of them, there's this tribe that lives in the jungle, and they wear Halloween masks on the back of their heads. And uh, there's a, parade, a parody of this action movie called Chalet, and there's a parody of The, the Good, The Bad, and The Ugly in it. Uh, I could have done with all of that. Um, there's a flashback to 20 years before, but this character standing in front of a calendar that says 1984, which is the year the film was made. Wow. <laughs> then that was followed. That was a success. That was followed up by Summary 3D in 1985, which comes in about an hour shorter. Uh, Ajay Agwal is back as Summary, but this time he's an exorcist who happens to have the same name. Um, he leaves a fortune to his niece, so these old dark house schemes ensue. Uh, Jagdeep plays Changa Khan, who also calls himself Star Trek for some reason. Sure. 
he does this thriller takeoff with zombies and a bloody mummy. Um, they do this bloody whole mummy. <laughs> whole dance routine. <laughs> uh, more Evil Dead branches. There's an exorcist bed. Loads of 3D poking. Uh, women are undressed and or soaked at all times. Um, Piazza Shaitan, which is 30, Thirsty Devil from 1983. This is basically this director named Joginda Shuli took this Malayalam film from 1978 and added in some scenes and re-released it five years later. Uh, there's a 15-minute pre-credit sequence where there's this evil dead attack on a couple necking in the woods. There's demon summoning. Uh, some scenes of Kalare Piata, which is um, like the basic martial art from whence all oh, martial okay. arts were imported into China um, because this was filmed in Kerala. Uh, odd use of animation and visuals. There's like, it will superimpose cartoon cobwebs and dancing skeletons, cartoon bats, spirals, impact flashes like a Batman TV show, yeah. uh, lightning uh, flashes of horror imagery like photos of Lon Chaney, photos of the American werewolf, uh, horror novel book jackets, pictures of monkeys, Max Headroom, stills from Doomwatch um, that just flashed onto screen. Um, there's the uh, there's credits use the skull mask from Halloween 3. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so um, the story is about this man who does a deal with a devil for eternal youth. He's got to sacrifice seven virgins, but he falls for one of them. Uh, at the end, uh, Durga, which is the goddess, mm-hmm. uh, Durga, Jesus, and Muhammad team up and nail the devil to a wall with a tree shawl and a laser beam cross. Wow, I've never seen that in a yeah. film before. Yeah, Piazza Shaitan. Um, Rakki Anderemin, which means In the Dark of the Night from 1987, another Vina Tawa film. This is the film he did before, uh, Wohi Bayana Kurat. Uh, Monster Avengers couple attacked by gang on their way to wealth and power. Um, yeah, that was quite fun. Anyway, um, Wohi Bayana Kurat itself means uh, that same frightful night. And as you might guess, this is a sequel remake of Fright Night. Oh. Uh, you've got <laughs> Vampire Neighbor uh, and the reincarnation of his lover, played by Nitra uh, Puri in her debut. Um, she's so hot, she makes the sacred cow of Shiva moo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of the omen in there, too. They do the old lightning rod impalement gag. Uh, the vampire is awoken by the birth of a baby and heads for the local disco, where he picks up chicks with his laser beam eyes and brings them back to the crib for some necking. All this is in the first eight minutes. Um, so it's very energetic. And then Rahani Takwat, which was a remake of Pumpkinhead with way too many comedians. And Verano, which I enjoyed, that's from the Ramsey Brothers. This one has clips from The Thing and Mephisto Waltz. And I think there was a bit from My Married a Witch. Um, the fun witch movie, which pushed sex and violence further than the censors allowed at the time, um, which is 1987. Um, there's a horror film director in it who calls himself Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for the Bollywood stuff. So they just picked All a name right. out of a hat. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, Alfred. No, different one. Bruce Hitchcock. I was thinking it was Jeff Hitchcock, but I always, you know, forget. Um, so I realized there was a Bava movie that I had not seen. And, Only uh, one? Well, there's several I have not seen, but there was one available that I hadn't seen. It's called A Bay of Blood. Mm. And uh, this one, uh, it had several people who worked on the screenplay, apparently. Well, 
Bava Giuseppe Zaccariello, Zaccariello, um, Felipe Otani, uh, and then the English version, Jean Luato, which I don't know why there would be a different screenplay. Like, did they film different scenes? But this is about a, um, uh, it's a slasher, essentially. It's a giallo slasher kind oh, yes. of a film. Um, this one, uh, got some of the stars you'd be familiar with and it's uh, basically details a bunch of mysterious murders that occur around a bay what uh-huh murders a bay of blood Magellan? any of the murders look familiar to you some of them did they look like they were from other movies <laughs> so was this cut together from some some other stuff or no no was this it? was a big influence on the slashes oh okay i was gonna you say think they, of some of those Friday the 13th murders. Yeah, yeah, it did It did look and feel like a lot of that. I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some tricky editing things, because we know that there's a lot of integrity in Italian filmmaking. Well, well, this was made years before the Friday films. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be, of course, but what I'm saying is, you know, for, for as much as we've seen Italian filmmakers just go, hey, let's cash in on this thing, or let's recut this thing, or rename that thing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, there were scenes that were from other movies, but um, no, it looked it looked pretty good. It had the usual Italian movie look and feel to it. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed this, this one for uh, one I wasn't familiar with. Um, you know, by the time the surprise ending comes around, you're not surprised, which, which does happen in some of these films, some of these gialli. Uh, because I am an ordained minister, um, a lot of people may not know this, but uh, there is a Lebowski-based religion uh, called Dudism. And uh, because I'm ordained, I was able to perform my nephew's wedding a couple weeks ago. And I thought, you know, as a Dudist, a Dudist priest, as it is, uh, I should maybe watch a uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival documentary. So there's one called Travel and Band. <laughs> well, it's called Travel and Band. And it's actually really surprising how crisp the film looks you know they they were in uh the late 60s touring europe and it's just like let's uh let's get our uh let's get our camera crew and get some footage of this because they were going to ultimately film a performance at the royal albert hall and this all looks and sounds great they brought their own sound system with them so they could have better control over their sound and not be relying on a different pa system every night different amps every night <clears throat> and they they performed really well. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, I want to end this on the Munsters so we can have a little discussion before we talk about the movie. Everything ends with the Munsters. Yes. It uh, should. Rob Zombie's career will be ending with the Munsters. We hope. Um, I watched Cemetery of Terror. Oh, yeah. You know this one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a 1985 Mexican slasher film. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was Italian just, you know, at a glance, but I started watching it and it's like, oh, this is, it's, it's kind of good because of how bad it is. Uh, it's, it's got the, uh, what's the best way to describe this? I think maybe they saw the thriller video and said, it's a time capsule. Yeah. Like the zombie should look like all those guys that are in the thriller video. (laughs) And whenever someone comes bursting out of a grave or out of, uh, 
you know, any sort of tomb or doorway, there's, they're backlit by a very bright, colorful light <laughs> and a smoke machine. Right, yeah. It's crazy how the zombies... Uh, <laughs> It's it's a bunch of uh, yeah it's a bunch of young people are going to have a party at this abandoned mansion, mm-hmm. and they've essentially tricked a bunch of girls into coming out there with them. Yeah, uh, horrible. Yeah, they're like yeah, it's a really nice house. Come with us. It's going to be a great party. It's just like them with a bunch of Pepsi free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bags of chips, basically in a really crappy house, which somehow, although it's abandoned, seems to have electricity to it. And um, a couple of them, I think, are medical students, and they steal the body of a dead serial killer who mm-hmm. reanimates yes. and just kills all of them. Good. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then there's a bunch of kids trick-or-treating. Yeah. And they're singing a song that the lyrics in the subtitles are, nice, nice, it's Halloween, it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, we had different lyrics, I guess, here. Like we didn't sing Halloween songs. Other than trick or treat, smell my feet. Yeah, there aren't any Halloween songs, are there? No, not really. I mean, there are Halloween songs. They're not but... Halloween carols or right. anything you guys yeah. sing. We didn't do a lot of caroling when we were trick or treating. But uh, yeah, these guys, uh, they all get killed, and then these poor trick or treater kids that have to, they're playing a game where they're going to go to the center of the graveyard. Yes. And then they're going to. Uh, have to find their way out after they do something. I forget what it was, but uh, these poor kids, all these zombies come popping out of all the graves, backlit by bright red, bright green, bright blue lights, and lots of smog. And there's one point at which this detective or somebody comes around to help them. They finally get to a gate, which apparently the supernatural has control over wrought iron because the gate comes shooting up out of the ground and gets much, much taller. Mm. Uh, the kids can't get out, so this detective rams the gate with his car. And he's coming in to help them. And he's like, here, take this. They can't do anything if there's a cross, and he hands them a crucifix. They are literally surrounded by yes. gravestones that are shaped like crosses. <laughs> so there's that. Maybe it doesn't count if they're made out of rock. And maybe that's what it is. So just for seeing all of the zombie makeup and all the f- hilarious effects that they did. It was worth watching. Yeah. It's a bad movie, but it was a fun. Yeah, bad it was a movie. Good party movie. Yeah. Uh, this one of course reminded me of, uh, a couple of the Italian zombie movies, which it obviously had copied some of its vibe from. Um, so yeah, these, uh, a lot of these kids, uh, were cast with, well, at least some of them were cast with their same names. Uh, if I remember the credits. Easier. Yeah. Yeah, you can't unless you, you know if you're Tony Danza, you have to be Tony Danza. Yeah, or Tony at least. Yeah, yeah. You can teach a dog to come to a different name, but you can't teach Tony Danza to come to no. a different name. And we watched the Black Phone. Oh yeah! Wow. That you can. Yeah, this one was. I don't want to go too much into it. Um, maybe we should cover it. We should maybe cover this one. Uh, it was a Joe Hill story. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's essentially a, a bunch of uh, kids have disappeared in this neighborhood because someone's snatching them. The grabber, as they've nicknamed this guy who grabs kids. And Not the lopper. Nope. 
not the son of dad. <laughs> nope, none of those. <laughs> Just the grabber. <laughs> son of dad. Uh, that's a good one, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's this one is a must see in my opinion. Um, you'll start putting it together as the characters are putting it together, but that is still okay toward the end of the movie. So this has uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke in it. So if you're wondering who's the celebrities that I should recognize, well, basically him. Uh, so there's that. And the monsters. <laughs> Have we all seen at least enough of the monsters to... Oh, more than I enough. watched half of it. That oh. was more than enough. I watched all of it. I could not get through it. I could not believe it. What? It's all right because there's no ending. It just it, it didn't it, seem like it, it was just gonna happen. Wanders around for two hours and yeah. something minutes. Like, um, yeah, the the credits came up. And thought, what? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's over. Thank God. So if you entered it halfway through, it was, it was just basically as, the same. Just the same. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it started out, and I was like, eh, it's not I mean, great. I mean, there's These some pretty stale jokes. Whatever. But then they got to the anim- the reanimating sequence of of what turns into be Herman Munster. I don't know something about it changed right then and there. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I like the sets. The sets look good. I I didn't mind the the crazy lighting. That mm-hmm. was all right. Yeah. Um but the script felt like it was from Terrible. about 1992. I wonder who it was for because it's too dumb for adults. And but then all the jokes were like about John Wayne and real estate and yeah, like, that's what I didn't get. It was, it's like when was this made? Who's it for? Who's it for? Right. All the you know like all the gags and everything would have been kind of in the sh- spirit of the show in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And like. No wonder this doesn't work because it's no longer that time. Whereas if you watch something like What We Do in the Shadows, yes, the series even is, you know, head and shoulders above this pile of garbage. <laughs> I, I was watching it. It made me think of two things. Was uh, One, um, I thought, well, is about as good as the original show. Because yes. Because I found that unfunny and boring yes. when I was a kid. Didn't watch all of it. Mm-mm. And it didn't last long. It wasn't a popular show. No, it was what two seasons or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it had the Adams Family was the same way. That the movies they had a movie somehow. Yeah. Um, I think they put out the movie. They filmed the movie first, oh, okay, and then started the show, and then put out the movie. Hmm. Like Batman '66 uh-huh. was the same way. They filmed the movie first, and then the show. But the movie was delayed, so it came out yeah. after the show had started. Um, yeah. Ugh. Another thing I thought is this reminds me of that stage show we went to see of Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> <laughs> where people like looking down on the source material and thinking they're smarter than it, but they're not, and they're not funny. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's the worst thing. Yeah. I, I think this was done with affection for the show, but. I, it it just reminded me of of a really badly done send up of something that's much better than there's yeah there's certainly appreciation and affection for the source material yes 
and I don't doubt that one bit for Rob Zombie, but what went wrong? I got to wonder what went wrong. Was he too close to his own thoughts and feelings about it to really get it right? Say the first problem is being Rob Zombie. (laughs) Do you think Glenn Danzig would have handled it better? Almost (laughs) undoubtedly, Glenn would have handled it better. There would have at least been some sort of French prostitute bathing in blood. Yes. And and talking with a spider. Yes. Person. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, what other musicians would have made a better washed up '90s rockers? Oh, how about the guy from Bush? Could he have made a better movie? Sure, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, despite his sex abuse allegations. Marilyn Manson's monsters. You know. <laughs> I bet if he if he didn't have those allegations against him, he would have been Nosferatu in this. Mm. Yeah. Which wasn't it so funny that Nosferatu was an, an electric or electronic musician musician? I can't speak. Um yeah. Wasn't was... that just so funny? Yeah, that was friggin' hilarious. When he does his dance. Yeah, we <sighs> we had cameo appearances from two original monsters, which I think are all that are left. Yvonne DiCarlo. No, she's dead. Um, <laughs> and uh, Butch Patrick. No, Pat Priest and Butch Patrick. So, yeah, Pat Priest played Transylvania and Butch Patrick played that robot Tin Can Man. Mm-hmm. Tibor. Um, yes. From Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Well, yeah. Apparently the Tin Can Man is something that uh, that character made in the original series. Yeah, yeah. There was a homemade robot. Oh. Yeah. It just looks the same, but yeah, it's a different robot. Uh, I bet it was the same robot, meaning I bet the <laughs> company found that, you know, for the TV show from the old movie. And we're like, oh, there we go. There's your robot. Yeah, I can't, I can't, um, I can't put my finger on what went wrong. All I can say is the, you know, it, it lacks a plot there's no real direction to it Mm-mm. it's like oh this is the origin story and it's this whole meet cute story of you know for lillian and herman but the whole movie just meanders around and does they even nothing. sing that line in a song that we have no plot <laughs> but we know what we've got which isn't a lot <laughs> but it's like we're have, certainly not hot to have drama it'd have to be some difficulty right there's but no they conflict just meet. that's yeah. it there's no conflict yeah uh, when they first showed End the werewolf yeah. character and you didn't know yet that it was uh lily's brother i thought oh this is going to be the rival mm-hmm. and then you know wonder did she stay with him is because eddie is a werewolf you know, maybe we wonder that for uh-huh. the save that for the sequel. And, uh, and no, uh, gram- no, grandpa's against them being together. Uh, that's the only conflict really there is. Yeah, but he doesn't do. I mean, he, does he doesn't a spell. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything other than that. I did find this this movie was better when I stopped watching it and listening to it. If I didn't pay attention to it at all, <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. All right. <laughs> If I looked at my phone exclusively. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's be clear. The original material wasn't great. It was campy and silly and goofy. So. But it was playing off the, I mean, I'm not going to argue that the Munsters was ever good. 
Yeah. But it's not like Rob Zombie fucked up Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Which I would love to see. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Zombie's Titus Andronicus. Ooh, that would work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rob Zombie's Hamlet. Uh, but you know, it was making fun of early '60s American culture. Sure. Uh, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And anything that was up to date was still 30 years out of date because Rob Zombie's stuck in the 90s. <laughs> you know, they show, they pan down the street while these people are trying to get into the Cavern Club. Uh, and every one of them looks like they were plucked out of, you know, some shitty horror comedy from 1993. Because that's mm. where Rob Zombie's stuck. <sighs> I, uh, I didn't understand who was a monster and who wasn't because you have like uncle gill and he's just this guy in this plastic gill man mask oh yeah I did you didn't find that convincing well i was just is this supposed to be I, 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 I never saw the original yeah i don't <laughs> episodes with that character in. i don't either but is he a guy who wears a gill man i like that idea better Halloween shop or is he supposed to be a gill man i believe he's supposed to be a gill man because when they moved to the suburbs and Mockingbird Lane, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this street party, there's Halloween, one of those Halloween street parties you just get in movies. And all these people are wearing these store masks, but they look just as convincing as the people who are supposed to be monsters. It's much more interesting to think that they are just people who dress up all the time. Yes. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, you because know, that's why every, every Rob Zombie movie, you think, like, Rob, if you just put a little bit of something authentic and perhaps weird about yourself into your films instead of just trying to replicate a show that's been off the air for 400 years. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess all I could say about it is I'm not going to recommend it to anybody, but, um, death row inmates. I, I will, I will talk my <laughs> goodbye world. <laughs> I will talk myself out. suicidal. Yeah. Give, give him a pistol and make him watch the monsters. Uh, yeah. The state saves a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Chris Rock once said, uh, how come the electric chair? Electricity is expensive. What the... <laughs> how about a stabbing chair? <laughs> stabbing don't cost nothing. <laughs> So, um, I'm not going to talk myself, there's a point to me saying this, I'm not going to talk myself into rewatching this at any point in time, like I recently did with my palate cleanser, Halloween Kills. <laughs> I didn't mention that earlier, but yes, I did rewatch Halloween Kills. Why? Because I couldn't believe it was really that bad. <laughs> and it was. Yes. It was maybe worse. My findings are it was actually worse. Yeah, the dork from Breakfast Club uh, has got a lot to say in this movie. Oh, jeez. Um, he played Michael Myers, right? Yes. He should have. I mean... Rob Zombie should have played Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we're almost an hour in, uh, should we talk about the movie we came here to talk about? I oh, thought we did. The Monsters. The oh, Monsters. Yeah, okay. That's it. No <laughs> recommends? No. Stay far, far away from it? Yeah. Um... If you want to clear out a party, 
People aren't leaving. Yeah, Pop I, on the monsters. As you say, if you could stick in the background because it's colorful. Yeah, and turn the sound got, off. got people in Halloween masks. and Yeah, it might be all just right. Just have your party going. Yeah. Yeah. Project it on a wall or something. Uh, evidently, he wanted to do it in black and white. Uh, but the studio said no. So I'm wondering if he lit it purposely this way so it would look perhaps better in black and white it's super garish yeah yeah as far as how bright and but colorful the makeup is finding out would have required me to push a button two or three times and (laughs) that was way more effort than i was going to give to this thing since you wouldn't recommend it even to hardcore like monsters fans ilvara fans if you're like a rob zombie apologist or you're a um, Elvira completist mm. and you have to see everything she's ever been in or done or you want to excuse Rob for you know any of his sins no matter what 31 they might be <laughs> Lords of Salem uh, three from hell three from hell um, yeah unless you're one of them I can't recommend this to you that's really it that's it I mean it's just bad it the, the dialogue isn't very entertaining it's certainly not funny the plot is virtually non-existent there's no conflict to speak of and i am you guys there know, is conflict i just thought of yeah. getting through the film is <laughs> a conflict in this movie <laughs> now, you guys know i'm a bright sider i'm a bit of an optimist i'll be nice to things that maybe don't deserve it i feel like i can't i can't no there's no silver lining here for me no not at all and if if anyone wonders, I actually like Rob Zombie. I want to like you, Rob. Yes. But please make something good. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> like there's there's something better that could have happened with Lords of Salem. Um someone else could have made it. <laughs> I think uh uh show a bit of humility and have someone else write it, please. Yeah, let someone he, he can direct. Let someone else cast it too. That's another thing. I mean, and I'll be clear, there was really nothing wrong for, for what it was to have had Sherry Moon Zombie play Lillian uh-huh. Munster. I mean, it didn't harm the movie. She was all right for once. Yeah. Maybe this was the role she should have played, but with a, a better <laughs> script. <laughs> uh, Will's got my Wolfman action figure posed with a bad back pose i thought maybe he was dancing oh it, that could be hip thrust he could be doing the oh t- yeah there we go the time warp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the, hey f- listeners if you haven't seen the uh nika or neka however they pronounce it action figures of the universal monsters they are stunning i mean i know they you know they have magic on how they can make the likenesses so good look 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 at my crotch <laughs> It's like he's wearing underwear that matches pants. Yes. Well, if you're going to make it articulated, you've only got so many ways you could do it. Yeah. Uh, so, is that it for this one? Yeah. For the monsters? Yeah. 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 Monsters, go home. Please. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay away from the monsters. 